It's 17 minutes past eight, uh, almost 21 degrees, One double three eight eighty two, and we are going to be talking about spies. Apparently they're rife, we've been warned, Milsey. That's right. Do you know what you call a group of spies? What do you call a group a of spies? A hive. A hive of spies? A hive of spies, oh. apparently. Mike Burgess is a man that knows all about spies, and he's basically said that there have been sensational plots to overcome our own security, and some of them from people that... We consider to be friends. Our own allies are even checking up on us. Trying to steal our sensitive information. So Clive Williams, former intelligence officer and professor at the Strategic and Defence Studies Centre at ANU, is online, Millsy. He's joining us. Good morning to you, Clive. Good morning. Are you a spy? Uh, not really, no. I was an intelligence officer and I was a security officer at one stage, but I wouldn't say I was a spy. Define spy for us then. What's a modern-day spy? Well, a spy is somebody who goes overseas, usually outside their own country, to conduct espionage on behalf of their country, and uh, that involves uh, recruitment of people uh, to do spying on their behalf, usually. Are you surprised by the finding of Asia warning us that it's never been more rampant? Not really. I, I think the environment has become much more conducive to espionage, particularly with uh, uh, social media. People are putting out far more information about themselves than used to be the case. And on sites like LinkedIn, for example, they're putting the fact that they've got a high-level security clearance, which makes them more employable but, of course, also makes them a target. Right. So when one is approached to be working, are they normally from the same country or could Australians be spying on behalf of other countries? Uh, yes, that's possible. Um, sometimes, of course, people have been thinking that they are spying for somebody that they would be sympathetic to, and that's not actually who they are spying for. So they've actually been caught out. So, yes, that's not been uh, unusual in the past. Right. So what makes a, a reliable spy? Uh, somebody who is able to uh, recruit people, empathise with people, um, run an agent, that sort of thing. It's important to have uh, a bonding with the person that you're actually using to obtain information so that they feel uh, obligated to you or bonded to you. And um, that's obviously makes it a more efficient process. Clive, so if someone is working for an organisation and they are feeding information to another organisation that's in a similar field, is that not the same sort of thing? Uh, well, of course, it, it's a grey area to some extent because uh, a business might, for example, uh, hire somebody from another firm offering them more money because of their expertise and also hoping maybe that they'll bring in information that they had that was sensitive from the other business that they were working in. So that's not so unusual in the business world, uh, but it also happens within government agencies and so on as well. So uh, there is a certain amount of poaching people with information that they have. So it's not unusual for that to happen. Would they be targeting just mums and dads going about the normal business or would they be specifically working on politician, journalist, etc.? No, it has to be somebody that has access to information that's interesting, uh, which might be uh, research information. Um, it, in Australia's context, we have a lot of sensitive information from the United States, so we may not be the 
the primary target, they might be expecting or hoping to get access to U.S. data through perhaps uh, our defence system or uh, our, our research and science areas, that sort of thing. Right. Would we be spying on America? No, we have an agreement with the U.S. Under the Five Eyes arrangements, the, uh, we don't spy on the United States, and the United States doesn't spy on us. Can we but trust when that? I was working, sorry? Can you trust that? Uh I think I think so, yes, because the arrangements we have are very close. And, for example, when I was working in defense, occasionally you get somebody come back from the U.S. and they'd bring back a classified manual that they had taken from work, which they thought would be useful to us. We would always return that to the U.S. and apologize for it, and they would do the same to us as well. So it, it's, you know, we, ha- we are so integrated with the U.S. in so many areas that... Uh, we don't need to do that kind of thing. Right. So could you be living next door to a spy and not know it? Of course, yes, because uh, many people that work for ASIS and ASIO are not declared. In fact, most of them are not declared. So uh, you wouldn't know uh, what the person actually does. They might say they work in Attorney General's Department, for example, or Foreign Affairs or um, one of those organisations. But in fact, they are working for an intelligence or a security organisation. There's something salacious about being a spy or being involved with one. Do you agree with that? Uh, sorry, what was that again? There's some, something exciting about being a spy or being associated with someone who is a spy. Is, um, it, is that well, because of the bond so, effect? Yes. It's, a bit, it's a bit of an unusual profession. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, I suppose, mundane aspects to it. Uh, can be hard work cultivating somebody and, and getting them to provide information. You know, you might have to have lots of meetings with them, yep. and it can be a bit tedious perhaps, But and also you're working 24-7. Okay. So, yes, it, it can be a bit uh, frustrating and taxing and so on, but generally, I suppose, much more interesting than, than most other jobs. It is indeed. Clive, always good to have a chat. Appreciate your time. My pleasure. Clive Williams there, former intelligence officer and professor of strategic and defence studies at the Centre for... ANU. Now, you revealed earlier that you were a spy. Yeah, for six years. Just let me go back to the ASIO chief, though, uh, Mike Burgess. He's detailed one sensational plot, which actually involves people in our industry uh, when it comes to journalists. And the spies would use the opportunities to integrate themselves, offering all-expenses-paid tours to study a foreign country. Uh, And then the journalist's laptop, phone, tablet would have been hacked, uh, malware installed to give spies ongoing access, potentially exposing sources, stories, calls and emails. So that's something that could have affected a lot in our field. But yes, spy for six years. Oh, you're going to give any more information? No, I'm, I'm, mate, the, you're not getting anything out of me. What do, you, what do you think? I have ways and means, Carl. Well, you won't find out. I'm telling you, mate. Bring the rack in. Bring the rack. We'll find out before the you end won't. of the show. You were a spy for six years. Correct. I'm calling Tish. All right. 25 past eight.